Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you, our listeners. If you would like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere I go. Become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio and support the show today. Welcome to Oyster World. Oyster World. Radio. Hello, Oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode, we bring on Matei Bohat. Matei has gone through quite a few transitions in his young life, including the Czech grunge scene, finding a new religion, and studying for advanced degrees in archaeology. But these large switches in lifestyle can be really draining. I think many of us struggle when it comes to transition, or at least it is hard for us to continue searching for something when we have no idea what we're searching for. Matei is no different, but he has a unique way of helping him sort out all of the craziness of life that only includes his backpack and his thumb. Hey, sometimes you just need to get down to the basics. And with that, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Matei Bohat. Well, Matei, welcome to Oyster World Radio. We're really excited to have you on. And you and Anna, both that we've had on the show before, were both wonderful couch surfing hosts for us. And we had one hell of a day yesterday running around at Pilsen, which is an absolutely beautiful city in the Czech Republic. And I'm so excited to talk to you and learn more about Czech life. And because it's a country that we unfortunately don't learn too much about. So welcome to the show. It's going to be fun. Thank you. So you were born here in, in Pilsen, in Czech Republic, and in, in, in the beginning moved around at least to, a, to another smaller town. So you actually grew up more in, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, um, Bolvice. Bolvice? Blovice. Blovice. Yeah. Okay, I was close. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And you stayed there mostly as a kid or for mostly your childhood until you went to uh, university back here in Pilsen. So in a, in a small town in, in the Czech Republic, as me and Jackie were going through the on the train, this place is absolutely beautiful. Just rolling hills. There's um, just fields of flowers everywhere. It, it reminded me a little bit of home. Just it seems like a nice, quieter, but still fun and active way of life would you would you agree having lived here your whole, this whole time yeah I, I think so i think we got a like, very cultivated landscape but i think it's nice or it's, it's nice when you are growing it in it or when you are growing in it yeah especially in my hometown we it's not a very beautiful uh beautiful town because we got some well you say that but i'm <laughs> sure it's nice <laughs> yeah we got some terrible structures uh in, in um in a city like strange houses and these things but <laughs> like what, what do you the mean? landscape is it is, is, is nice what do you mean strange structures Just... um yeah the silo 
if you, if you know what it means. Like, mm-hmm. as a, as a think you are storing a uh, grain. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we we got a third biggest in the Czech in the Czech Republic. <laughs> the biggest in the Czech Republic. So it's just <laughs> it's these big terrible. towers. <laughs> <laughs> and how many people live there in this small yeah, town? There's only four thousand people. It's a small city. Only four thousand people yeah. in the whole town. So what was it like? So you spent the majority of of your life there, pretty much. So what was a daily? What was a day in a life when you were? say eight years old and you are running out to go with your friends what was your favorite thing to do well in the beginning we we were living uh, in a small flat in some but then we moved to to nice house a nice big house with a perfect view to to the landscape and on, on, on a beautiful place and very beautiful place the stream was running down down under the under the garden and there was a pools and some some small hills it was on the edge of of, of the small town but uh, i was like in the age of eight I, I don't have a computer so i only have a friend and we were walking or we were playing you know like a small forests or something like that a building of shelters and uh, these things and play, playing games yeah just go off and run around Sometimes. go play in the mud yeah yeah, yeah. But i also had a lot of like activities like playing piano like ceramics also ceramics too. Yeah, swimming maybe and these things so you had a lot of classes that you yeah, went to yeah. and of course the classic piano lesson yeah, yeah. so so i don't have a, such a lot of uh, free time. So you were a busy kid, but when you could, you'd escape with your friends and yeah, yeah. go throw things at each other and yeah. do what guys do, pretty much. And you had the entire playground in your backyard, so you didn't have more distracted by video games. So, but you had the stream and the forest. <laughs> in the beginning, and, <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. true. But um, then when the PC came, it was much worse, much worse. Yeah. It was the same for me. As soon as video games started coming out, I was more in the basement than I was yeah, outside. Because yeah. it was fun. It was a good it, time. Uh, it was, uh, the, the PC game was also fun. <laughs> yeah, and it seems... Well, that that part is definitely similar to the US where kids have a lot of classes, a lot of activities. They're going and trying all these new things. But we never really stick to one thing. But... You, you were able to with music. So when I came to, and you guys were hosting us, I, you were, I heard you were in a band and you were a drummer and you have these guitars. But at first, music wasn't, so, wasn't your favorite thing in the world, or at least a piano. Yeah. And your parents forced you to go yeah, and yeah. <laughs> keep going for like seven years. Yeah, I think maybe more than seven years. Because that's very usual in, in Czech Republic that you're going when you are at least a little bit talented uh you are going to uh, to musical school which is almost for free not not really for free but it's so cheap that it's almost for free yeah and so you can play almost everything you want like piano some not the drums at the beginning, but flutes and whistles and these this things. Yeah, so, but your parents made you do piano or what was yeah, the... Yeah. Because they thought that um, it's, a be- it's the best um, like a starting instrument. 
Yeah. Like you can learn everything on this instrument, uh, everything you need in the future for the music, which is true. I think it's absolutely true. Yeah. True. So. And how was it growing up with your parents too? Were they strict on you, making you go to all these things, <laughs> or were they a little more lenient? And it was you and just one brother. Yeah. Uh, so it was the four just of you guys. Yeah, we are only two, uh, two children and two two parents. So, I think it was. It wasn't bad. It was really nice. My my mother is very like temperament woman. Uh, my father was opposite a little bit. More lean. Uh, yeah, and, uh, very phlegmatic and just chilling and this thing. But uh, yeah, I think it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Even even they forced me for for example to play piano or these things and I I really hated it. I really hated it. Yeah. At the beginning and. I hated it for a whole. I think you're speaking to so many people listening right now because everyone. I think every kid gets forced into <laughs> some kind of instrument yeah. when they're young, and it's just the worst. It's like I want to be outside or playing my video game. I don't want to be here learning this. So that's true. And but it seems like you know as you were forced into a lot of things, it was probably kind of hard to figure out exactly what you wanted to do or you were always changing and I feel like that's a theme through throughout your entire story but it also appeared when you know you started to become a teenager 14 15 and um, you said that you started or your uncle gave you a CD yeah <laughs> for music and maybe that's where it all started but you he gave you a, a, a rock CD or a grunge CD yeah yeah he gave me a Nirvana or Nirvana, Nirvana never mind so <laughs> yeah which so, is the best CD, I think, still. <laughs> and you had that thing on repeat. Yeah, and... Repeating and repeating. Um, then I realized that uh, I was around 14, maybe 13, 14. Uh, I realized that I want to continue with, uh, with the music. And I started to, around this age, I think 15 or 14, I started to went to, to drum lessons to the same school I went years before yeah yeah there was a there was a start of like a new uh like new part of uh or a new era of, so the of piano music. lessons paid off finally <laughs> yeah. like okay now drums is more my speed i want to bang on everything as yeah. loud as yeah. possible and i got nirvana playing in my ears <laughs> and i want to play that music you have yeah. that CD going twenty four seven. I had a photos of Kurt Cobain in my in my children's <laughs> room everywhere and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah, so you were just full on into yeah. the rock scene, yeah. And then as you as you went to um, then pursue drums, like what what happened next? You said it, it was be a new era, so it yeah, seems like I'm, a lot of things changed for you. But what what changed? In your life? I think there were like two things. That changed. The first was I started to listening this this rock music, and the second, maybe the most important was, then I firstly went to to a metal concert. It was in yes. two thousand seven. Uh, I remember it very. <laughs> I really remember it because it was in two thousand two thousand seven in Pilsen, and it came the the band Apocalyptica, and it was so 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 loud. <laughs> it was so loud and so heavy that I fell in love with, with this music <laughs> instantly. Were you in the mosh pit in the front, yeah. just going crazy? Yeah. And my father my, my father went with us, uh, oh, okay. my brother, uh, there. 
and then I started to went to to rock concerts and metal metal festivals these things yeah and then that started to influence your music you started to love to play in that style yeah. and then found some other people that would play with you when when did you form your first band was it around this time or was it a couple of years after <laughs> lessons uh the first band i think it came like one year after uh, one year after i started so one year in drums and you were already yeah yeah we were just that there was that was a shitty project <laughs> we yeah, just started somewhere went, right yeah and but uh, I, i played with many guys who is playing until now and some of them are really really good you know, they got a nice bands and yeah and th that's that's good that you got uh, connections from, yeah. from the, the times yeah so this was a good chunk of your life too or probably from 13 14 years old all the way to when you moved back to pilsen yeah. to continue studying school and that transition too was i mean at home it was everyone gets a little You know, I need to get out of here after 18 years with your parents. Parents, we love you, but we can't be with you all the time. It drives yeah. us crazy. So the first chance you got, you left and went yeah, back yeah. to Pilsen. I went, I went out. I was a, uh, yeah. I just, I, I was not able to stay uh, with my mother anymore in, in one house. because, um, And yeah. I said it to her, uh, in, for instance, like one year uh, before. I said to her that uh, well, if I will finish my my high school, I will I will move instantly or instantly. Yeah. So, yeah, and as I said, I do, <laughs> or I done, because uh, yeah, I finished and there were only two months, and then then I then I moved. And during these two months, I, I was not at home at least. Yeah. Yeah, so you finally had your chance, yeah, yeah. and you left. What, what what was that transition like? Because it can be hard to have a safety net for a long time, your parents, and then finally like, no, nope, I'm out on my own. But then all you realize, oh, crap, there is a lot of stuff that I need to to take care of. Was that transition pretty easy for you? Because you, I mean, you're now free on the other yeah. hand. Or <laughs> was it a struggle at some points? Uh, it was in at some points. It was it was quite hard. But uh, I think when you count it all, it was it was so good. It was, it was perfect. Like you're you're now absolutely free. You're you're adult in Czech Republic. You're adult at 18. Yeah. So you're adult. You can do everything you want. You don't need to take care of of, of your parents or of your mother. And yeah, it was it was stormy times. <laughs> yeah. Really stormy. But uh, together with a uh, with a quite religious times because yeah, as I said we lived with, with my friend who was who was Christian and we were making this like he showed it to me and so 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 we made the parties on the other on the one hand and on the other hand we uh, we we were praying and and playing uh, playing spiritual music <laughs> which is so fascinating to me because you you grew up on Nirvana you're a big Ozzy Osbourne hard rock grunge metal fan play hard rock grunge metal music and then also have the spiritual christianity side that you discovered at the same time 
Was that conflicting in any way? Um, it was. It was a little bit uh, like it was four years uh, after the after this branch period, I think, um, because I, I discovered Christianity around nineteen. It was the same age I, I moved moved from my parents gotcha. to my mother. So yeah. Were you still so the four years before too? Was that a big party scene? Yeah, it was a big puberty parties and uh, I had my my nose broken because I was drinking too much and just <laughs> fell hey, down fights or, oh no you just fell down and <laughs> broke your nose oh man that's a that's a pretty good story. do you remember that night no. what was the craziest party <laughs> if you can I say think maybe this one or that was my my uh, celebration of 18 years yeah uh, uh, or another one which was celebration of friends 18 years where I fell asleep uh, you know some uh, in some garden somewhere in Pilsen <laughs> before before some houses and next to the police station <laughs> next to the police station yeah. and everything didn't get caught you just woke no, up no, it was I was so lucky <laughs> how terrified were you like where am I what is yeah, happening I just woke up and, and said okay I think I'm in Pilsen not bad <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> I love that demeanor. Okay, could have been worse. <laughs> then off you go. Was that was that part of your life? What fueled your, I guess, gravitation towards Christianity, or did you, did you um, did you enjoy the spiritual side because you didn't have that before, or what made you? I think go- it's both. It's it's something new. It's something absolutely new, and I think most of the people who is um, studying. To be Christians at uh, almost adult or that age of 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, they got it the same. They are firstly, like, firstly, it's a shock. It's a shock. Everything is new. Everything is perfect. Everything is so, everything makes sense. Yeah. And then after months or maybe a few years, you realize that it's not so good as, as you thought. And uh, you don't maybe you you don't believe it as much as you thought in the beginning. And, yeah, it seems like that's also a a common theme throughout your life too. Is you have these almost waves of yeah exploring that's, that's and, absolutely and then trying correct. to figure it out. Is it is it ever really draining to find like okay maybe this isn't for me or. Because it seems like you've been through it multiple times through the grunge scene and then yeah. through Christianity, was it? And the schools, of course. In school, also. Uh, yeah, that's the same. It does the same in my life. In, in my whole life, I, I got a waves of uh, of like I don't know how to how to, how to call it. It's waves of periods of your life. Waves of excitement is a good way to say it, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah just waves of interest or yeah. scenes. Obsession. I don't know if we have I a word. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's oh yeah, that's a waves of obsession. I, I, I had it uh, as I remember, like every time, and it's quite boring sometimes, or it's it's uh, it's terrible for your mind when you get an obsession for something for. Uh, 
few months and then for something new and new and new and new and new. Yeah. Sometimes I'm tired of it because um, and I think it is a problem of many people now. In, in, in yeah. Western people especially. Yeah, all over the world. We sure. got so many things to do, so many options and we can't decide what to do. And I think I'm a perfect example of it. Yeah. A perfect example. So how, how do you combat that now you say or i guess stepping back how when you were transitioning so you went through this grunge scene and then you went through christianity and back what how did you know that it wasn't for you if it was time to change course was it just that it came like you don't know about it it just came it just all of a sudden makes sense one day or like now you you realize that okay uh, maybe i'm don't believe uh, in, in Jesus anymore. Now, I, I never told that, but for instance. Uh, yeah, or the grunge scene, like maybe I'm not, I don't want to smoke yeah, but that's, anymore. But or, you yeah. got it inside, you got it inside still. Um, it, it's, it's waiting <laughs> for yeah. a chance, it's waiting for a chance. And um, sometimes it's uh, going out. <laughs> yeah going out for a hunt <laughs> yeah so you just need to like go and do something uh, else it's, or it's, just you're, you're you're pretending you're you're a good guy or you're a, like a serious guy who is going to be a researcher who is going to be a professional archaeologist and who will be teaching at university maybe and then you are going to some party and you're <laughs> going crazy yeah, and it's absolutely just absolutely crazy <laughs> so is it, it i guess it's that contradiction in your mind maybe or yeah. it doesn't it actually doesn't connect it to us like what am i doing here when i want to be here sort of thing is that yeah that, that's something like that like you never know what what you, what you want more if you are more punk or trench or this rebel yeah. or if you're if you are now adult and if you you have to start things in an adult way. <laughs> yeah. How did you start to change then? Because there was, was there probably was a couple moments where like, man, I, I shouldn't be at this party. I should be studying for what I want, but I'm here. And a lot of people get trapped in that moment because they never change. They just keep going to the parties over and over again. <laughs> I'm still going to parties. Yeah, but at the same time, you, it's not like you, you made some changes. I made some changes, um, but I, I think uh, mostly the, the life is, or in general, the life is still the same. I got still these two, these two phases: this one party phase and this serious phase. And your the the only change is that uh, some, sometimes the one phase is stronger than than the other. Yeah. yeah. Now mm. the first one is stronger. <laughs> so the party one or the the free rebel one is, is stronger. That's the reason why we decided to 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 travel. So it's almost this constant battle between time to be an adult and heck yeah. no, yeah. I'm gonna be like Nirvana and <laughs> go play in my grunge band at the yeah. same time. And but it also I think in a healthy balance too, especially with with you and Anna, you guys are both in a phase where you're still trying to figure things out. I think everyone on the planet depend doesn't matter about age space profession whatever i think everyone's trying to figure out exactly what they want to do and 
So you think that this year off that you guys are taking is more of a feeding of your rebel side, more than it is trying sure. to figure things out? Uh, or it's maybe yeah, that that's, that play also plays role. That uh, it's a feeding of my 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 rebel side, but so I think maybe more it's <laughs> it's a cliche or uh, it's looking for. Um, for some meaning of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I really don't know what to do. Uh, I wanted to be an archaeologist and I was sure I wanted to be an ar- or I want to be an archaeologist. Uh, but then it's the same like, like with Anna. You realize that uh, that the salary will be the same like you're, if you are working for a train worker or something like yeah. that. Uh, maybe worse, maybe worse. And you need to study more than 10 years for it. You need a you need a BC degree, master degree, then then a postgraduate. Yeah, it's terrible and a lot of work. You need to write the three big works, and then you will have the same salary like like the guys who got a high school or elementary school. Right, and that's, <laughs> that's so. Yeah, fair, it's a I huge think. conflict too because yeah. you you want to pursue what you want to do. Yeah, you really like archaeology. You said you like history before and. You you want to pursue what you like to do, but at the same time, the payoff. There are some other parts of life that, you know, having some more money is yeah. is beneficial. So, that decision between should I go something where the money is more, should I go where my happiness lies, and, and not only that, there are big decisions. There this is a big consequence yeah. that you're facing because ten years of studying and then trying to switch gears is much harder than making the right decision now and yeah it's a hard issue and you don't have to have a answer for it right now but is there any way that you try to tackle that problem do you have a process where you go about thinking over your choices as someone that's had to change gears quite a few times is there a way that you try to evaluate what's in front of you and and pick the best (laughs) one yeah i think maybe the kind of it, uh, it's, a, it's a traveling when you're longer time outside of the normal life or the common life you're living in, in your hometown. And now you get a time to to think about uh, things that are... Maybe that's a, some kind of um, contemplation. or Because when you are on the road... You are maybe more thinking about about the present, as as Anna, told, as Anna said. And when I'm at the normal life, I got a very big problem about being present. I, I almost never, almost never, I'm I'm in present. I'm, no, every impossible. time I'm in future or in in past. And I think most of the people are uh, got this problem, and a lot of them <laughs> don't know about it. I know about it, and I'm quite angry about it, but I'm not able to do anything against it. Yeah. And yeah, I think that the traveling sometimes it's it escape from this. It's sometimes, sometimes not because you need to plan what to do next. Right. <laughs> you right. need to plan where to go next. You need to plan uh, which I gas station like will things. be the right one. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are big hitchhikers yeah. too. <laughs> on top of it, which I mean, there's a free component to it, but you guys also need to know what you're doing and plan ahead <laughs> and make sure that you have some bases covered, so you're not stuck out in the yeah. The snow somewhere with your thumb up for eight <laughs> in hours. In the middle of nothing. In the middle of nothing. 
So I, I, I like what you said, though, of bringing back to the present. I think a lot of the Western world is very bad at it. I think a lot of people don't know how to do it and, or don't even know what it feels like. And do you think, do you have any other, is travel your best option to get back there? Or do you have any other things that you, you try to do to keep present and just the busyness of everyday life? When maybe that's only a short, like, like a short part of time, but uh, maybe it's during a playing, when you are playing, uh, for example, at a concert. I think that's the time you're, you're fully in present, like you're, yeah. When you're enjoying it, you, you, you see your people, you see your people dancing, you, you, you're giving whole energy in it. That's maybe, that's maybe the present. And in some kind of sports, when I, when I felt that I got a really serious problem with this being in present, I started to make a spellology. Just, uh, we were, uh, we were making some, some works in the caves. Mm-hmm. In the cave systems, and that was also the time uh, I was in present. I'm not doing it anymore, but but I think it was one of the best experiences for in, in that point of view. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it is outdoor or adrenaline sport. Yeah, I, I I like it. I like the idea a lot because I guess I never thought about it, but it's true in that. Even a brief glimpse in the presence. I know in the U.S., all these meditative uh, apps and resources are coming out, and for a lot of people, it just doesn't work because we're not trained to. We haven't been sitting silently like a monk for five years. We yeah. don't really know what it feels. Like. I, I've it's tried like, it. I've tried it, but it works. Same. It definitely works. But you need to do it every time or every yeah. day. You you need to every day, half an hour or one an hour, sitting and just concentrating on on, on present. I think it helps, but you need to have a very strong, yeah, uh, just discipline or yeah, very strong discipline to, to sit there every day and do it. Well, I think sports might sports or traveling yeah. or yeah. something that helps you be in the present or is more of a crutch, so you're not relying on yourself to sit in the yeah. presence, but start to understand the feeling of being present is um, it's a good way to at least start. Yeah, the process. So I think that's a really good way to wrap it up. And as, as someone that has once again had to, you know, come out in and out of the grudge scene, um, find Christianity, come back, and also battle school and what you want to do, and come back and trying to weave your way through all of the the main question that we're all trying to figure out: what the heck we want to do with our life, and what does it mean? What would you say to somebody out there that maybe isn't stuck or is, is stuck in one place but doesn't know how to get out of the future or back from the past and get into the present what would you say to them as maybe a first step just realize that i think just realize that everything is possible if if not everything but most things are possible when you when you want it you just that's the same like with hitchhiking you just needs to you just need to come to to the road and to hold up your thumb, <laughs> and you never know. And it's gonna you never know, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> At least at Europe, I don't know it. At least America. in Europe. Okay, and before we go, I do have to ask: What is your 
most ridiculous hitchhiking story that you have. Because uh, it's basically your main mode of transportation. Yep. Which so yep. bad. I mean, for from the, that's just not a part of our culture, which I think is so cool. Like, well, I'm just going to throw up my thumb and get down the road. But what's the craziest story? that? Uh, I think there was a, this Swedish story we, we told about. Yeah, just guy just uh, took us uh, took us in, in the middle of nothing in Sweden and uh, he showed us everything interesting around and then bring us uh, to our sister where we spent the perfect perfect weekend I think there was, there was yeah, one of the best when things. you say the middle of nothing it's like the middle of nothing That's, <laughs> I think really middle of nothing is like in Canada <laughs> yeah just hundreds of kilometers of yeah no houses or yeah, some houses but very few <laughs> and this guy took you in and fed you and showed you yeah the, the lakes and took you around and for an entire weekend housed you and you just never yeah. know what's gonna happen yeah i love it and that's something i think we could all that's take away is uh, put your thumb out there and you never know what's gonna happen it's like in hobbit <laughs> just like in hobbit yeah and sometimes the journey finds you yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Matea, for coming on the show. This is a great time. And I hope everyone listening out there comes back to the present a little bit and does what this guy does. Put your thumb up. So, thank you, sir. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Three, four. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. Thanks again, Matei Bolhach, for coming on the show. Check out his brunch band with the link in the show description. Keep up to date on everything going on in the Big Sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher, at Gish, that's G-I-S-H, outofwater.com. Check out the links in the show description for more information. Special thanks to Charlie Milliken for all of the Oyster or jams, check them out on Spotify or at charliemillikin.com that's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N Don't forget to support the show on Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N at patreon.com forward slash oysterworldradio For only $5 a month you get all of the behind the scenes plus some unique travel tips so do not miss out Thanks again for tuning in to Oyster World Radio We will be back in two weeks but until then, this is Nathan Lieberman Signing off. I can't take control of my life. If I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about our time that's gone by. It's time for a change in my day to day scene. Time to turn around.